Hey, hi, hello everybody. Uh, Welcome back to the Barely Bookish podcast. So before we jump into our discussion on the uh, continuation of Pride and Prejudice uh, and finishing up the book, I just wanted to take a second um, and say I I record these a day in advance, so um, at this point I still don't know um, the results. And if you're listening to this in the future, you know, you obviously know, but... Uh, I just want to remind everyone to take time to take care of yourselves, whatever the outcome. Um, Take some time away from social media if you need it. Just do whatever you need to do to get over a lot of the anxiety that many of us are feeling right now. Um, And hopefully uh, this works out for the best. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to take that second to remind you all that put yourself first If you need to listen to this later, do it. If you need to just spend some time outdoors today, do it. Just do whatever you need to do to restore some balance in your life. And this will be back here for you whenever you are wanting to listen to it. And if you want to use this as a distraction, totally do that. But just take care of yourselves first. But without further ado, we are going to get right in onto the episode. everybody we are back and we are reading pride and prejudice and i am joined by the wonderful amanda hello we are uh starting with chapter 53 so if you haven't read the uh sorry watched the last two episodes not read it also read the book um these are spoiler inclusive so you will want to read those and watch those first um so that you don't spoil things for yourself so make sure you do that and then come back and join us over here so chapter 53 starts out and Bingley is coming back to Netherfield and I'm like Darcy 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 yes because <laughs> to me I don't even care about Bingley I just care his relation to Darcy and if Bingley's coming that means Darcy is coming yeah maybe or at least we can hope yeah fingers crossed but then it says yes Darcy is with Bingley um and they came to the house like pretty much immediately like I have this feeling that Darcy wouldn't even let them go home first they're like we're going over there right now like get it together we're going it's happening like I don't think he even let them walk in the door I think they basically were like drop the carriage off with our stuff get on this other horse and let's go like (laughs) Like, I have a feeling that Darcy's like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't wait to see my wife. Um. But I wonder if, I wonder if uh, Mingley knows the way Darcy feels. Darcy is a very private person. I, I don't know if he would share with Bingley that he's got a thing for Elizabeth. Yeah, I don't know if he would either. I don't, well, he did tell Bingley's sister, so I don't know if Bingley's sister might have told Bingley. But, I mean, all he said is that he thinks he's beautiful. She did come out and That's say, true. hey. I've already proposed to this woman once. Maybe he played it up like oh, like uh, saying, okay, you haven't seen Jane in a while. We should really get over there right now. You know, this yeah. moment, you know, you don't want to wait home. Let's just get straight over there. And then Bingley's like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And Darcy's like, thank gosh. Good. I'm so happy. <laughs> That's how I'm going to guess he played it. I hope so. So, um, 
Bingley is uh, very awkward. Or, no, not Bingley. Darcy is very awkward and quiet, and Elizabeth is confused. She's like, did you not like me anymore? Um, what's happening? Are we good? Uh, Bingley is uh, really liking Jane again immediately, and uh, Elizabeth's pretty happy about this because it's noticeable how quickly he's like, oh, yeah, I do love this girl. So chapter 54, the uh, gents come back a few days later for dinner. Bingley sat next to Jane because um, Mrs. Bennett will not allow it to be any other way. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth admits that uh, she's in love with Darcy to herself, at least. And I'm like, yes, thank goodness. Baby steps. I know, baby steps. We're getting there. We're getting close to handholding. <laughs> and then Elizabeth uh, did not get to talk to Darcy all night. And she is not happy about it because she wants to talk to her husband. <laughs> So chapter 55, uh, Darcy went off to London, and in my notes, there is a sad face right next to it, as there should. Um, Bingley arrived really early in the morning uh, to the point where all the ladies were still getting ready. And my favorite thing is the way they do this in the 2005 movie, where they just all get up and they like, they're like, oh my gosh, everyone act natural. And they're all like throwing things everywhere and trying to like pick up and then they're sitting down and they're like reading book all like ready and stuff i just thought it was so funny because that's basically exactly how i imagined it in my head too yes and then um i was like i think bingley and jane just got engaged and before i even finished writing it i looked at the next sentence and i was like i was correct <laughs> Um, Jane and Bingley are super happy and I am so happy for them and Elizabeth uh, thinks that no one will marry her and I'm like you wait just wait five minutes five minutes please I'm just so happy for like them getting married but I was like when's Elizabeth getting married like great they got married but like Elizabeth like my girl where, where is this at so chapter 56 and I just said OMG Lady Catherine just showed up at Elizabeth's house so she didn't do this in the middle of the night in the book, right? Right. Yeah, right. It's in the middle of the day. And she, okay. in the book, it's they they do it in private. And then in the movie, they do it in front of everybody. Yeah, I knew she didn't do it in front of everybody in the actual book. But I was like, I don't think she showed up at night, right? Mm -mm. And then Lady Catherine just walked into her house being super rude as usual. And she tells Elizabeth to go out walking with her. And then uh, she's telling Elizabeth she's not too happy to hear that she's going to be marrying Darcy soon. So Elizabeth goes off on Catherine and I'm like, yes. But she basically is saying um, that uh, Lady Catherine's saying like, oh, you know, you are going to make my family look bad by marrying Darcy and all this kind of stuff. And Elizabeth's like, I don't care. Like, I do not care. Does not matter to me. Like, you're trash. And she insults Elizabeth's family and everything. Yep. She just and she just irritates me. I can't. But I know it. It all works out in the end. Yeah, I know. Lady Catherine's so annoying. But even then, Elizabeth is faced with this horrible woman who's saying horrible things, who mm -hmm. has so much authority and is so much higher than Elizabeth in her station. And Elizabeth still stands her ground. She looks her in the eye and says, "If this man were proposed to me." again cough cough then i'm gonna be his wife and there ain't nothing you can do about it i know i love it and he she said something about oh promise me you'll not marry him and she's like i'm not gonna make that promise like i'm not gonna do it and i just 
Like, I love Elizabeth as a character solely because she's able to stand her own ground. Like, that's my favorite part about her. Yeah, and that's what's one of the things that have made the book stand the, the, the test of time, you know, 200 years mm-hmm. on. And this is still relegated as one of the best literary, you know, works for female empowerment there is. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Jane Austen knew what she was doing. Like, she... One of the things that I really liked, too, is that she was... Um, like during that time that she, books were mostly written in like letter format. And I love that she was like, I'm not going to do that. Like she start originally wrote it that way, but then she's like, you know, this is going to tell the story better and switched it. Yep. I'd love that for her. Um, so chapter 57, Elizabeth is not too sure where Catherine got the idea that they were engaged from. And I'm still not sure where she got this idea from. Um, I just think everybody, everybody around them, even though, Darcy and Elizabeth have not said anything themselves about themselves or Mm -hmm. to any other people. Everybody around them can see the tension in the air. They see the way they look at each other, even before, before they separated the first time. I mean, only people that truly love each other, that truly want each other fight like that. Yeah, that's true. So I think, I just think everybody could see, the way they are and and just assumed you know they took it amongst themselves yeah that's probably it i'm just trying to think how it could have gotten back to Catherine. oh well, well they say in the book how it did did i miss that yeah they say in the book how it did uh the people from meriton wrote to charlotte charlotte uh-huh. told collins collins told what's oh. face oh okay i guess i missed that because then immediately after then that colin sends the letter to uh mr bennett about jane but also mentions that elizabeth might be married soon and mr bennett's like uh what yep so uh chapter 58 darcy is already back from london which is good because the more darcy the better so elizabeth ends up talking to darcy and says that she knows she's not supposed to know, but she's really thankful of what he did. And Darcy says what he did for Lydia, he was doing for Elizabeth. And I was like, yes, yes, they're going to propose. Yes. And uh, Darcy says he feels the same way towards Elizabeth that he did the day he proposed. And Elizabeth says she cares for him now. And then they're flirting. And I'm like, yes. And so now they're technically engaged, I guess. Uh, Bingley and yes. No, uh, Elizabeth and uh, Darcy at that point. Oh. Yeah, yeah once they admit that they love each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're engaged by that point in time. Oh, yes. He didn't no, actually just... come out and say it though, but I was like, oh, they just kind of were like, okay, we like each other. Now we're engaged. It's a secret engagement. That's true. So Darcy has some self reflection here and talks about how he uh, was spoiled and self centered and how he's trying to grow. And he says that Elizabeth has humbled him, which makes me so happy. <laughs> Because I was like, I love seeing Darcy grow as a person. Yes. And he had the most character growth out of everybody in this book. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, like, he had a full character arc. He went from snobby rich boy to uh, dreamboat, basically. (laughs) And then um, Darcy admits that he was the one that told Bingley he was wrong and to go after Jane, which I think Elizabeth was really happy about. Yes. So chapter 59, Elizabeth and Darcy are engaged now, but no one knows. Elizabeth tells uh, Jane and Jane is like, wait, what? I thought you hated that dude. 
Like, what do you mean you're engaged? <laughs> I love people's responses. They're like, what the what? Oh, I, know. I know. I love it. Um, Mrs. Bennett says that she's annoyed that Darcy keeps coming over and tells Elizabeth to go out walking with him again so she doesn't have to deal with him. And I was crying. I was laughing so hard when I read that part. She's like, funny. It's like, little does she know. <laughs> the last walk they got engaged so what's gonna happen now you know I, I know and 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 they're all like yes please i definitely want to go walking i can't stand to be close to him <laughs> and i'm just imagining like mrs bennett's like i know this is such a toll on you you know i can't even imagine how this hurts you to go walking with this horrible person and liz was like oh no the pain the original secret relationship <laughs> yeah honestly um so then they go out walking and darcy as he's coming back is going to go ask for mrs Be- mr bennett's con- consent and so darcy talks to mr bennett and mr bennett's like okay elizabeth you have to come in here <laughs> and as they shut the door mr bennett's like didn't you hate him <laughs> and so they have this entire conversation of him being like i want you to be happy like you're my favorite daughter like the rest of the daughters i don't care about them but like he's like your happiness is the only one that matters to me so like do you like this dude or like nah so that, that's exactly what he says to he's like i don't give a crap about lydia she could be i'm gonna enjoy laughing at her for the rest of my life but you my dearest lizzie i need you to be happy yeah, and she's like, okay, but like, if I, you thought I liked him, would you say it was okay? And he's like, this dude's loaded. Like, <laughs> you know, that's fine. If you like him, like, he's loaded. You can't really get much better than that. This chapter also has my favorite, it's got my favorite quote in the entire book, um, excluding Darcy professing his love, okay? How much I ardently admire you. Um but when at the very end, when Mr. Bennett says, if any young men come for Kitty or Mary, please send them in. I'm quite yeah. at my leisure. That's my favorite. That's my favorite line at all. That's he's so funny. He's like, let's just marry off the rest of them while we're at it. <laughs> I know, because basically just two of his daughters got married in like the span of two days. And he's like, he's like, well, there goes my favorites. And I already got rid of the one I absolutely hate. So like anybody taking the rest of them? Because like I you know, get them off my hair, like whatever at this point. We're we're having a buy one, get one sale this week. Come well, on, like, <laughs> You think about it, his his youngest daughter basically just ran away and did an elopement with some poor guy. And then his eldest daughter is like, I'm going to marry this kind of rich dude. And he's like, all right. And then Jane walks in, or Elizabeth walks in after hating this dude forever. And she goes, I'm going to marry this billionaire. He's already proposed. And her dad's her dad's got to be like, uh, you know, like, okay, sure. So now I have two loaded daughters, a daughter that's basically going to struggle for her entire life. Uh, I don't care about the rest of you because, you know, everyone will be fine. (laughs) So um, Mr. Bennett gives his consent after Elizabeth told him what Darcy did for Lydia. And he's like, all right, this dude's chill. Like this dude's chill. We'll all allow it, you know, just because he's a multimillionaire, you know, also that. No reason. So Elizabeth tells um, Mrs. Bennett, and she immediately starts going on about how lovely Darcy is. Just just the beginning, she was like, I hate him. He's so annoying. (laughs) It's like she flips the script so quickly. I mean, wouldn't you? 
honestly, if my child was like, I'm marrying a multimillionaire, I'd be like, all right. Like, <laughs> say <Okay>. less. <laughs> I mean, what what's Miss Bennett, Mrs. Bennett going to do, you know? Yeah. So everyone immediately starts being nice to Darcy and starts getting to know him for the first time ever. And they're like, oh, wait, this dude's not that bad. <laughs> so um, chapter tw- uh, 60. Elizabeth starts asking Darcy when he knew he loved her, which I always think that's cute. Like in books, they're like, when's the first moment? And it's like, in real life, both of everyone in this group knows that no one knows, but like you have to make something up on the spot and you're like, it's that time that you wore that purple shirt and your hair was... (laughs) (laughs) But um, Darcy says that he wasn't too sure when he started to fall in love, just that he suddenly was, which I was like, oh, that's cute. It's a great answer. Yeah. All right, so... Darcy admits the entire reason he came with Bingley was to see if he could make Elizabeth love him. It's like, oh, so cute. You don't have to make her. She already does. I know. I'm like, he had no idea. So Elizabeth wrote to her aunt and uncle to announce the engagement while Darcy wrote to Catherine. And I just, I want to read that letter that Darcy wrote to Catherine. I know. Oh, I I could just picture he's all like, he's, you know, congratulate me. I want to thank you. It's because of you. I I was able to do this. And she's going to be like, what? It was so shady, I bet. No, it's awesome. I would love to read it so much. So uh, Mr. Bennett also wrote a shady letter to Collins announcing Elizabeth's engagement. <laughs> I, just, I love the shade in that family. I do too. Especially he's like, I, if I were you, I'd pick the nephew. <laughs> And obviously they do because they hightail it right out of there. Yeah. Oh my goodness, so funny. So, um, Miss Darcy wrote uh, four pages about how happy she is that Darcy and Elizabeth are engaged. And it's, I just, I love that Elizabeth and um, uh, Georgie, Georgiana get along. It just makes me so happy. You, you know that Elizabeth is going to take such good care of her. She's going to oh, be yeah. such, such a good influence on Georgiana. Yeah, and it's going to be like, basically another sister like jane for her because she doesn't really seem to get along with her younger sisters like Uh she never talks to mary at all throughout the book and then she doesn't talk she doesn't like lydia or kitty all that much so (laughs) i know really though um so lady catherine is so mad about their engagement that she um that wait Oh, that the Collinses end up coming to a visit so that Charlie could get away from Lady Catherine for a little bit. <laughs> Which I just thought was so funny. It's awesome. So, um, chapter 61, Mr. Bennett is uh, really missing Elizabeth um, now that she's married. So he's gotten joy out of going to Pemberley when he's least expected to. And I just think that's such a dad move. I think it's hilarious. And you know how much he likes to read. He's got to be in love with their library. Oh, yeah. He definitely does not leave that room. Like, he says hi to everyone and then just walks straight into the library. (laughs) Which I would definitely do. I'd be like, have a bed set up in the library, and then they'd walk in and be like, what? And I'd be like, oh, hey. Heck yeah. So, um, Bingley bought an estate only 30 miles from Elizabeth and Darcy because um, Mrs. Bennett was trying to get on their last nerves. Which feels right. It feels right. And you know it's got to be bad if you're getting on their nerves. Yeah. Because Jane and Bingley are very nice people. Yeah. So, like, to be on their nerves, I bet Mrs. Bennett was there every single day. 
all the time. And Jane's like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> so uh, Mr. Bennett will not allow Kitty to go stay with uh, Wickham and Lydia. So she's got a lot more respectable under the guidance of Elizabeth and Jane. And I thought that was a good note to add. Yes. Because I, I think that Kit, uh, Kitty had a lot of potential, but she just couldn't develop under Lydia's wing so much. Mm-hmm. Um, Wickham and Lydia are still trying to get money out of Darcy, which is not surprising at all, but it's so annoying. Like, Lydia literally writes to him, every, like, writes to Elizabeth all the time, being like, can't you give us more money, please? More money, more money, more money. Like, no, leave. So um, Wickham and Lydia move from place to place trying to improve their money situation, but they're continuously spending more than they make, and eventually they fall out of love, which is kind of sad. I don't think they were ever in love to begin with. Yeah. I think Lydia was cared a lot about Wickham, but she didn't love him. And I don't think she understood what loving someone would be like. See, I don't think... I think she cared about being... Mrs. Married? Wickham. Yeah. yeah, that could be true. And then she realized that he didn't care about her, and she's like, well, crap. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm, guessing, stuck. I'm guessing she probably thought he was hot, and that was basically the extent of it. Yep. So, um, Wickham is not allowed to be received at Pemberley, but uh, Lydia occasionally visits, which is nice that she comes and sees her sisters, I guess. And I'm guessing that she's just so sad being at home that she wants the nice things that um, Darcy has to offer. And that's why yep. she probably comes a lot. Um, Georgiana Darcy lives at Pemberley now. And she absolutely loves Elizabeth. And they get along very well, which I was like, yes. Like, it just makes me happy that they have a good relationship. <laughs> um, and then Catherine and Darcy didn't talk for a while. But Elizabeth persuaded him to extend an olive branch. And eventually Catherine agreed and came to them. Pemberley and that's it for the book Yay! so you liked it oh I loved it so good I was just oh, so nice it was so nice to have like a book that I enjoyed and like could fall in love with right now yeah I'm glad you did I love it yes. <laughs> um I guess my first question is what made you love Pride and Prejudice oh <laughs> Um, I I love the emotion that is able to come through the book without without saying it. Um, because I I'm used to reading I'm used to reading first person books, um, or third person books that are all from one point of view, and Pride and Prejudice was like the first book I read in an omni god sort of point of view because you know she she writes it so where you get a little bit of taste of everybody what everybody's thinking and feeling and i just i love the emotion that comes through i love how you can you can feel the anguish that darcy is feeling and you can the nervousness from elizabeth whenever she's in his presence um even even when they think they hate each other we as the reader can feel that that hate is really just attraction that's building up stronger and stronger um i just love the way the way that they come together i love everything about it <laughs> oh, their slow burn r- romance is real 
Yes, the burn is real. I know. It's one of those books that it's just, it did not bother me how slow the romance happened because it was just beautiful the entire time. Yes. I um, agree. What is your absolute biggest fault with Pride and Prejudice? Um, my, my biggest fault with Pride and Prejudice, oh, I don't know. The extreme personalities, I think. Mm. Um, when people were good, they were super, super good, like Bingley and Jane, Mm -hmm. or when people were annoying, they were just horribly obnoxious, like Mrs. Bennett and like Kitty. Um, I think that's really the only thing that, or Collins, oh God, Collins. Um, Collins. The only thing that really irritates me is just how far she went with their personalities. I feel like she could have pulled it back just a little bit. But I do wonder if that says something about, like, what she was experiencing in the world, too. Maybe. Most I wonder, wonder if she met, like, a lot of Collinses and, like, she did that writer thing where you, like, hate someone. So you're like, I'm going to write you in the book and then I'm going <laughs> to kill you. And just get out all that anger. <laughs> that would be, that. that's something to look in on. I may have to look into that. Yeah. I still, what do you think of a, this, um... I have not researched it, but the idea of Charlotte being a tabby cat. I don't, I don't think of Charlotte as a tabby cat. Now I, I certainly think that, I certainly think that there was more to her than meets the eye. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was, the way she handled Collins was just fantastic. Yeah. She was super manipulative. And that is not something that I was, you know, you would expect from her from mm-hmm. the first few sites we had of her. Um, I definitely think that that maybe she was a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know about a tabby cat. I, I have to look in to see what, what that was about. Yeah, for some reason, the rewrite that um, someone pitched was that um, Elizabeth and Darcy don't end up together and Charlotte is a tabby cat. Now, there, now I, I have read one rewrite that was dirty. Um, it was it was it was meant to be dirty though. It mm-hmm. was a it play off of Pride and Prejudice, um, um, where both Bing both Bingleys, so Miss Bingley and Charles Bingley, were trying to nab Darcy for themselves. Ooh, I love that though. <laughs> and then in that one, Charlotte was gay. Charlotte was mm-hmm. gay in that one, but she still yeah. she, she still needed a comfortable home. So she wrapped up. She, she still took Mr. Collins, mm-hmm. but while he was outside puttering around in his garden, she was inside puttering around with the neighbors, if Ooh. you know what I mean. Ooh. We love to see it. Honestly, I feel like Charlotte deserves it. I can see it. I could get behind it. It would explain why she waited so long to get married. Yes. Because she's like, I have all these other people I'm interested in. <laughs> I mean, go, go Charlotte, like... I would read that book. Like, just Charlotte's life. Yes, most definitely. Um, going off of that, do you wish there was something that you would have... Uh, there's something that Jane Austen would have developed more? No, I do wish that when they were... Um, I do wish that when they were at Pemberley together, mm-hmm. that the letter would have come a little bit later. I would have loved to have watched her interact with um like at a family dinner or something i would have loved to see to seen everybody interact together 
Um, but no, there's nothing in that I, I really wish you would have filled out more. It, it's hard for me to think about changes when it's when Done. it's yeah, it's what's one of my favorite my yeah. favorite books. Even um, there's a whole Abigail Reynolds um, writes Pride of Prejudice variations. Mm-hmm. So it's not a sequel. It's what if this happened? What mm-hmm. if Elizabeth agreed to Mr. Collins or what if Elizabeth and and Ugh. just a whole bunch of different scenarios. Mm-hmm. And I've never been able to get into those yeah. because I like the sequels. I like to read what'll happen afterwards. I like mm-hmm. the modern retellings, but I like Pride and Prejudice just the way it is. So I don't like yeah. to think about it changing in any way. The only thing I wish we had is I wish we had like one chapter of her talking with Darcy after they've been married. Yes. Well, and there's a tons of discussion out there because mm-hmm. Jane Austen never got married. Yeah. She she never court she got close with one guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but they never they never made it that far. So all of her books stop at the wedding because she doesn't oh, know she what happens. Experience, yeah. She doesn't know what happens afterwards. So every one of her books stops at the wedding. That's kind of wild. I didn't know that. Yep. I don't know. I just I want I just want a little tidbit of their uh, fight flirting, just a little bit more. I mean, you know, there's not even any kissing there yeah. because she's never experienced any of that herself. So how could she write it? Yeah. Apparently, um, she uh, the kiss ending that's on the 2005 movie, uh, the, it did not resonate well with the British audience, so they changed that ending. When they really? released it. Yeah, that's one of my um I didn't write it down, but I did remember reading that. I did not know that. Yeah, I was like, that's so weird. That I guess that ending just didn't sit well with them because you know that they don't kiss at all during mm-hmm. the uh actual book, so the audience did not like it. They oh. wanted the tension. <laughs> but I thought that was kind of wild that they changed that ending. Yep, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Oh, and then so, uh, according to Wikipedia, which is not a good source, but I used it anyways. Um, so Jane, the Pride and Prejudice is actually incredibly well received when it came out, which is like something you don't really see in most classic literature. Most of it gets popular later, mm-hmm. but it's actually well received, and her entire family actually liked the book. But Charlotte Bront, which is I think how you say it, mm-hmm. she apparently did not like Pride and Prejudice at all. <laughs> she said something about it being like uh my understanding of kind of what she said is basically she said it was kind of stuck up well she doesn't know anything anyways so who cares about her i haven't read any of her books to be honest no i have i mean i've read i've read almost all the classics but yeah um no she's wrong because pride and prejudice is amazing mood mood i feel that (laughs) and then um the scene where Bingley practices proposing to Jane was completely improvised. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that scene too. That's one of, that's, and he did such a good job playing Bingley. I think I yeah, love. I think so. I love. I I do not think they could have cast that movie any better if they tried. Yeah. Is someone coming in behind me again? No. <laughs> yeah, I I I think that the whole casting is just perfect. Yeah, I think so too. I think they did an absolutely fantastic job. Like, I wouldn't change anybody. Like, even the person they had that played Charlotte did really good. Yes. 
Oh, I, I like that actress in real yeah. life too. Oh, I've never <laughs> seen her before. Now, yeah, did please. did you know that during that movie, um, Keira Knightley had just, and I don't remember the name of the movie, but she had just finished filming the movie where she had like super, super short hair. And so oh. she's she's got a wig on this entire movie. Mm-hmm. And it cracks me up because you could see like in all the scenes where her hair is, is up like at the base of her neck, you can see the little hairs coming out from her pixie cut. Oh my goodness. It cracks me up. I didn't the know whole- that. Next time you watch the movie, you'll you'll look for it. You'll see oh, yeah. it. it. Cracks me up the whole movie. I got um, Kira Knightley and Christian Stewart mixed up in my head for like half of the movie, and then I was like, I was like, wow, you know, this really is like they have a lot of like good energy together. Her and Darcy, like, um, so they play really well against each other. And it's like I remember that being my big thing with um, Twilight is because. Kristen Stewart has no energy with um, Robert Pattinson. So I was like, oh, wow. And then I was like, well, I'm a moron. This is not even Kristen Stewart. This is Kira Knightley. Like, I don't know what, like, how I got so confused. Now, have you, have you seen her in Pride and, not Pride and Prejudice? Um, have you seen her in Pirates of the Caribbean? Yes. Yeah, I have. I love, yeah. she's just such a good actress. But yeah, she's, she's good at, like, play fighting with people on screen. Mm-hmm. I, I, she has to be good at that in real life because she is like exceptionally good with that uh, enemies to lovers. Yes, she is. Uh, I like her a lot, but I don't know why I got her and Kristen Stewart confused. I think it's just because right now um, Midnight Sun is so popular that there's all these memes and stuff about it. I have not read it. I don't think I'm going to. No, no, I'm not a, I'm a, I'm a Potterhead all the way. I just couldn't jump on the Twy Hard books. I read them as a kid, but I remember parts of them being problematic. And it's like, now that I'm an adult and like, people are going to come at me in the comments for this, but I just, I don't like to read problematic books like Edward stalked Bella, you know, and I, (laughs) I'm not okay with that. No, I'm I'm the same way. I re- I started reading the series, and people are like, "Oh, these guys! They the male characters were lauded for like being the mm-hmm. best alpha males, and it's so great." And yeah. this is an internationally best-selling series, right? Mm-hmm. And I got like in a chapter two, and I'm like, "What you're considering alpha male behavior? Mm-hmm. I'm considering assault and kidnapping." Yeah. So I'm not, sh- I, I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I no, made no, it about my shame. What? At like the ripe age of like 12 when I read this, I was team Jacob. And I will be honest because Jacob's way worse than Edward is. The only reason I was team Jacob because Taylor Lautner is absta- like absurdly hot. Oh. Oh. <laughs> God, he's gorgeous. But on that note, have you seen Robert, Robert, Robert Patterson lately? Not lately, like oh, I he has aged well. Really? Mm, yes, ma'am. People yeah. are mostly pulling up him from the old interviews he did and like sharing them on um like TikTok and stuff like that right now. So I haven't seen him lately, but Oh no, yeah. he's he's aged well. His hair is a little bit longer. He's a little bit scruffy. Mm. He's, he's looking good these days. Cause I was, I was certainly not a fan of him and he's so pale and skinny and yeah. 
Twilight, Robert Patterson was not my deal. Yeah, no. I just think, how could you even look at him when Taylor Lautner is standing right there? Like, preach. <laughs> we we like the dark haired boys. I do. I did not realize I had a thing until I'm like Darcy and then Kylo Ren. Yes. Um, Kylo Ren, which is basically Darcy in the sky. Yeah, literally. Someone's okay. That was just a TikTok. I almost sent it to you. They said that uh, Kylo Ren is space Darcy. Yes, yes, he so is. It makes oh. me laugh so hard. I'm gonna have to tell that to my husband. Uh, yes. Text Kylo him right now. No context. Space Darcy. Space Darcy. Absolutely. You you can kind of see it because he kind of trails after. Um, uh, how did I just forget her name? Ray. There we go. He trails after Ray like she's Elizabeth in the same way. Uh, they fight, and the more they fight, the more they fall in love. He proposes to her in the middle of the series. She declines. And then by the end of the series, he has switched sides, and they make sweet, passionate fighting kiss. together. For... <laughs> oh, my God. It is Pride and Prejudice. It is. It's space Pride and Prejudice. Oh, man. <laughs> My mind has been blown. You're going to rewatch it and you're just going to be like, kind oh, of equal. There's no need to rewatch it. I'm a, I'm, I'm a big Raylo fan. Let's just put it that way. <sighs> yeah. Adam Driver is just beautiful, so. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. Like, I started watching after the first Star Wars with him in it. I started watching Girls. And it got to the point where by, like, season three, I was no longer interested in Girls, but I was interested in Adam Driver. So I'd, like, fast forward to the episodes until Adam Driver came on. That feels right. That feels right. <laughs> Ugh, love to see it. So what is the wildest remake for you oh okay besides um, star wars apparently now besides star wars apparently well if we're talking pride and prejudice remake are we, are we okay let's let's get specific are we going book tv show or movie let's let's do movie uh 2005 for sure yeah the 2005 with matthew mcfadden who is a fantastic um, Wait, so that's your favorite remake? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, that's my favorite remake. Now, um, speaking of Matthew McFadden, have you heard him read Pride and Prejudice? No. There's a oh. he does he doesn't audio the entire book, unfortunately, but there's a clip out there with him reading Pride and Prejudice for about 15 minutes. I need. That. Oh, you do. You need that in your life. It is just his deep voice reading. It's. Look at me. I'm getting all worked up. <laughs> it's just too good. It's perfect. It You need it in your life. What's the remake that you just think is the weirdest version? Oh, God. Um, <clears throat> I don't know about movies, but I certainly have books. Mm -hmm. um, I thought The Pride of Prejudice and Zombies, while fantastic, was weird. The first time I saw I'm like, what? The what? Like, how could you desecrate my pride and prejudice like that? Yeah. You know, um, 
there's a Bollywood Pride and Prejudice that's really cool. I'm not answering the right question. The weirdest. I I'm gonna have to go with probably Abigail Reynolds um adaptations because I really don't like it when they mess with the original storyline. Give me yeah, that's the one where she she changes things. She's got a whole series of what would happen if this, what would happen with that, what would happen well a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So she's got a whole series where she changes the plot line. And I just think the whole thing the whole thing is is weird because Pride of Prejudice is perfect and it should not be messed with in any way. The Pemberley Variations. That's what they're called. The Pemberley Variations. Okay. All right. I'll have to look at those. So those are my... Though, to answer the same question, there is a Fifty Shades of Darcy. What? So it is a play on Fifty Shades of Grey and Pride and Prejudice. Oh, my gosh. It is exactly what you're thinking. Is are we ta- Is this like a fan fiction or is this a published book? No, it's a published book. Oh. It's, on a- it's on Amazon. Yeah, it's a published book. Um, and it's got, it's its reviews are in the threes, but that's because mm-hmm. there is no middle ground. People either yeah. adore this book mm-hmm. or they hate it. And I think, I think for you to adore it, you have to be a fan of both Fifty Shades and um, Pemberley. Yeah. Pride and Prejudice, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, people either adore it or they despise it. Um, it was I liked it, but it was I'm guessing Darcy, much more than hand holding. Darcy with a riding crop is an oh. image you'll never forget. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's like um wasn't it? I'm just trying to imagine like you go, hey, what if we had Pride and Prejudice? But like Yes. A little more. Yes. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I am curious, but I've also never read, read Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> I won't get started on Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, but yeah, so that's probably, that's a weird one. I just feel like I kind of want to know. Like, I don't know if I actually want to read it, but like, I'm curious. So <laughs> now Goodreads has a whole list. They, they've got, you know, the Goodreads list of stuff. Mm-hmm. They've got a whole list of the Brett best Pride and Prejudice variations and sequels mm-hmm. um, and let me let me you know what let me log into my I should have done it before let me log into my Goodreads real quick and let me tell you how many of those on the list that I've read yes I'm ready so out of a list of <laughs> so out of 414 so the first out of the, the first page which mm-hmm. has 100 books on it mm-hmm. I have read there's four that I have a a click of have not read. So I I read quite a few of the variations and the, the, I just, I love everything that has to do with Darcy. I mean, how could you not? He's like beautiful and awkward and I love him. (sighs) Yes, me too. Uh, So overall, fantastic book. I will probably read it again. By probably, I mean, I'm definitely going to end up reading it again. Yes. And I'm probably going to deep dive into at least the BBC miniseries because I feel like the 2005 all was good. I just need more of it. Well, you certainly get it through the BBC miniseries. I mean, it's it's six, like six hours of 
Pride and Prejudice, you can't go wrong. Ah, uh, yes, perfect. So that's all I have for this episode. Do you have anything else you want to say about the overall book? Uh, nope, other than I love it. And if you haven't read it, I'm disgusted and hurt and upset with you. Um, reach out to me and I'll walk you through the process because it's something everybody needs to read at least once in their life. So where can all the people on the internet find you to reach out to you? I am all over the internet. Um, I have my own website. It's amandafaybooks.com. Um, I am on Facebook at facebook.com backslash amandafaybooks.com. I am on Instagram, Amanda Faye Books. I think you're sensing the theme here. Um, on Facebook, you can look for me personally. It's author Amanda Faye or just plain old Amanda Faye. Um, and so I'm, I'm on BookBub, apparently. I found that out recently. I'm just oh, everywhere. So nice. you, can, <laughs> you can find me everywhere. Well, perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Barely Bookish podcast. Um, if you want to find me anywhere, I'm at Barely Bookish on basically everything. Or you can go to barelybookish.com um, slash connect and it'll have all the links to everything so you can find me on there. Um, our logo was made by my little sister Sarah. Um, the theme song is from freepd.com and it is by Raphael Crux. And yeah, we are about to pick our next book for the Barely Book Club. So if you want to join a virtual book club, it's on Discord and you can find it by one of the links below um, in the show notes. And you just gotta, we're still suggesting books right now. So if you want to join, now is the perfect time because you can suggest new books. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's all I have for you all. And I will catch you in the next one. The next one will be about the Pride and Prejudice movie. So you know, if you, and it's a 2005 movie, which I know we talk about a lot on here. So if you want to watch it before, totally do that. Um, now's the time to watch it. And then you can, you know, not get spoilers for that next episode, but I will catch you in the next one. Bye.